What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We got a good one for you today. We are going to be walking through how to buy so rare NBA cards and how to set a starting five lineup for the NBA season. So rare has weekly matchups. Uh, we'll be walking through how to get those cards. And Mitch and I went on a little shopping spree and bought some moments. So uh, find out who we got and uh, help us set our lineups later on on today's show. We're also going to be talking about Instagram getting into the NFT game, right? So Facebook and Instagram both. Could that be competition for OpenSea and other platforms? We'll also be talking about another major media NFT launch from one of the biggest TV shows of the last five years. We also have news from Mebits that we have been waiting on since Yuga Lab acquired the rights to the brand and several other items to talk about. All that and more. Stay tuned. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone, as I said, this is the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. Before we dive into today's episode, want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by So Rare. So Rare is a global sports game and entertainment platform, empowering fans to live their passion for sports at a deeper level by collecting officially licensed digital player cards. They've partnered with Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and over 200 soccer clubs around the world, one of the leaders in the sports NFT space. You can sign up for So Rare NBA right now and get 20 free cards just for signing up. If you use the link in the description below, you also get a free limited card when you buy five cards on the market. And if you want to know how to buy those cards, stay tuned later on in today's episode. We will be walking through how to get those cards, and maybe some players to keep an eye on. Those NBA contests run Monday through Thursday and Friday through Sunday. Two chances every week to earn prizes that include additional So Rare cards and coming soon NBA merchandise and tickets and meet and greet events. So super exciting and more coming from So Rare. Thanks to them for sponsoring today's episode. All right. Well, I think it's time to bring on my co-host and producer, Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Sounds like we have a very fat list to get through today. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's some some big topics too, right? I mean, we, we've talked about Facebook. We've talked about, we even talked about Twitter on Tuesday, right? Because um, of Elon Musk purchasing and they're also getting into the NFT game. So, I mean, Alyssa, like, do you want to, let's start with Instagram then. Okay. So, I mean, we, we talked earlier this year that Facebook was, you know, getting deeper into the world of NFTs, right? And it was that you would be able to, you know, use an NFT as your profile picture. And they partnered with several platforms, uh, including Dapper Labs, right? So you could even use like your NBA Top Shot or NFL All Day Moment 
Um, but now Instagram, not only are you going to be able to have the ability to show your NFTs, Instagram is actually working on ways for users to create and sell uh, Polygon-based NFTs. Now, the mm -hmm. price of Polygon was up a ton yesterday on this. No surprise there. And it is, of course, a little bit cheaper and faster than Ethereum. So a big difference there compared to some of these other platforms. And they're going to test this with a small group of creators first, right? We, we always get those, those beta tests. Um, but this is a, a big deal. Uh, Alyssa, what's your initial thoughts here on Instagram, not only letting users, you know, highlight their NFT, but also create and sell NFTs on Instagram directly? Um, yeah. So when Twitter did it, you can only just show off your NFT, right? And you get like a fancy little hexagon. That's it. Um, that's kind of cool to hear that you can actually like create and sell on the platform. And if it's done well enough, I'd see it doing okay. And like, and, and them going with Polygon, that's another, I mean, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this is uh, a great use case of the highly competitive content creator marketplace. Right. Yeah. And that's something I wrote in an article yesterday talking about Vine maybe coming back for Twitter, right? We have all these different platforms competing for users' attention, right? And Instagram, when they started, it was just photos, right? Now Instagram has videos. They have stories, right? All these different platforms trying to compete with, you know, the likes of TikTok and others. And now, you know, they're going to let people create and sell nfts i mean i remember when instagram used to not have ads right and then they launched ads they also have different ways you know where you can put links to buy products directly from your instagram account which i mean like as a content creator i think you want ways to make money and monetize your audience right so i think this is another way where instagram can maybe one up some of these competitors tiktok doesn't let you make nfts Twitter doesn't let you make NFTs. Like, I, I feel like this is a first step that uh, probably will be copied in the space eventually. Yeah, and like, if it's done nice, well enough, uh, I can see it creating its own little unique universe, community, whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, there's tw Twitter NFT community. Now there's Reddit NFTs. Um, and then even inside of Twitter, you have like Solana and Ethereum base. And I don't know much about Polygon at all, but maybe that's maybe that's where all the poly maybe it'll just blow up there on Instagram. Yeah. And one note there, Alyssa, I mean, Polygon, you know, I, I can't say I interact with that much either. Uh, but remember that Reddit was also Polygon, those digital mm -hmm. collectibles. So Polygon now has reddit and instagram in its back pocket i mean that's I, pretty solid again no surprise that it jumped but with that with that being said Alyssa, right we were just talking about reddit a couple weeks ago we haven't really talked about reddit again because that kind of went away right same thing gamestop nft marketplace super popular at launch kind of went away yeah. coinbase nft marketplace uh 
yeah, we don't need to get into Coinbase. Um, <laughs> that one faded away, right? All these different platforms, they come and then they kind of go. So, you know, the question here is, can Instagram do enough to not only get in the NFT space, but also sustain any kind of initial momentum that they have? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that, Alyssa? That's probably why they're making it to where you can create and sell on the platform. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else they can do <laughs> to like stay on the map and not like flop like a few have done. Yeah. I mean, in in that regards, and since I brought up Coinbase, right? Coinbase, you know, has millions of people with accounts. They had over two million people on a wait list for the NFT marketplace. So there was this huge demand potential for their for their platform. Uh in Instagram has hundreds of millions of people, right? Like, yeah. how do we estimate or like think like what kind of numbers this could do or like how many people are going to, you know, create? Do you, do you think we're going to get more geared towards like photography NFTs, right? Like maybe your, your, oh. your drift and people like that, right? That have been putting out these killer photos over years. Instagram is going to give them a platform to, hey, take your photos and make NFTs out of them? Do you think we get some crossover with PFPs? Do you think, like, is this more geared just to the people that have already been creating and not necessarily, like, new people? I think, because Instagram, yeah, it's it's picture-based. It's not, like, sharing whatever thought comes to your brain on Twitter. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure if, like, a pfp would do as good yeah. on instagram versus like an actual art like art pictures or um i don't know i don't i also had this thought um some there's a lot of users on instagram i don't know the exact numbers it'd be i want to look at the numbers but um so there's a lot of people who don't want to use Insta, Twitter and they only like stick with Instagram and they might've seen like the NFT thing blow up, but they didn't want to get into Twitter. So this coming to Instagram might actually bring them into it because they weren't on Twitter in the first place. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's one of the key points here, right? Is like, it's a, it's a differentiator from these other platforms. And obviously you know, Instagram was probably working on this for, for months, right? It had nothing to do with the acquisition that Twitter just had. But now, like, you have that in the background, right? Like, there's people leaving Twitter or threatening to leave Twitter because they don't like the person that's in charge now. You have all these other... You have TikTok, right? That's getting a ton of use and minutes spent on it by U.S. consumers. But you still have this backdrop of, you know, some members of Congress and the public wanting to ban TikTok in the US because of its ties to, to China. So you have some of these, you know, events for your competition happening. And, you know, to me, I, I feel like Instagram, you know, again, I, I just feel like it's an opportunity for them. And, you know, they probably don't have much to lose, right? Like, what are they actually spending to kind of launch this and get it off the ground? Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, you got a point there. Um... I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. And also the dogs are too. 
the the dogs are loving this that's the thing like the dogs are like hey remember that picture you put of me on instagram make it an nft Alyssa. like that's what they're telling you right now is like we want to be nfts so oh actually you don't think about it your favorite dog influencer suddenly makes nfts of their little cute pug or Doug the pug. Doug the pug. Yeah. Crusoe the wiener dog. Like there's a couple that my, my kids know. The these these dog you know, accounts on Instagram. That's a and great, you know, great they point. could like yeah, they can market it off as like you can help support me and my animal or this dog that you yes. freaking you love by buying my NFTs. And yes. you get some benefits from that too, not just you buying like some I don't know, a picture. Because I've seen I've seen a few where they just take a picture, frame it, and sell it. <laughs> they yeah. can do it in an NFT. NFT. I mean, maybe we need to have a, a meeting soon because, uh, I mean, Benzinga has a Instagram account, right? So we we could create and sell NFTs yeah. directly on Instagram. Uh, and we got we got Money Mitch in the background here calling Petco. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, some of these different brands, like it's another like. This is kind of like Vayner, right? The the Gary B platform that's worked with Pepsi, Budweiser, some of these other companies. You're you're providing a way to onboard people to the NFT and the Web3 space, right? You're making it easy for them where they don't have to hire a bunch of people. They don't have to do the research, right? You partner with them. They handle the launch and all that. Well, now if Instagram is providing like the infrastructure and, you know, all you have to do is figure out what pictures it is and set a price and set a date. Like that takes a lot of the work out of it. You don't have to, you know, launch a website. Like, I mean, you can do this literally just with an Instagram account. Yeah. I don't use Instagram, but isn't it kind of like that for um, like shops anyways? They yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. This is just another way. Yeah. I mean, it's like I watched a video with Gary Vee again, like yesterday talking about the the Vine thing, right? Vine coming back for Twitter. Mr. Beast talked about it. Like all these different content creators. It's like, that's the world we're in now is people want to watch short form content and they will support the content creators that they watch. Yes. So, I mean, all these people that have huge Instagram accounts, I mean... And same thing, like TikTok, if you have a huge TikTok uh, following, you can, you know, make some money through monetization, through ads, through selling products. But again, some of these people are going to go where the money is. And if Instagram mm -hmm. allows you to make NFTs, like I could see Instagram, you know, the, the user base, the monthly active accounts, the time spent on the platform all going up when this launches the the big question of course like i said is how long will that last but we'll see yeah i mean we'll talk about it do you do you think this can actually be like again not an open sea killer Alyssa, because no one right now can kill open sea until i mean uh, until to be determined but yeah. i just i just can't even call anything an open sea killer anymore but do you think like stuff like this and continued like integration with platforms like facebook instagram twitter that already exist could actually dent some market share from OpenSea. Mm, it it depends i think it depends on what kind of influencers you can get on board too yeah if you have like some of the biggest accounts doing doing like 
things on Instagram or wherever else. That, that's, I think that's where the money follows. So you're saying maybe we get Kardashian and Jenner yeah. like NFTs right away? Is that what? Maybe. It's either going to get a lot of hate. I, I can see more hate than love. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, Alyssa, you say that. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, man, like I thought this was a positive for the space. And now I'm like, oh, could this just like. It depends. Could this just crash and burn and just make people go like, that's what NFTs are, is people just selling pictures. Like we were right yeah. all along. Yeah. I don't, it like if the, if, 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 oh, my God, if a big like animal dog influencer page does it and does it right yeah. i can see it being good and it, i think it just depends on the creator and if it's just obviously a kardashian or whatever trying to do a bunny grab real quick it's not gonna look good <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right well let's move on uh, that was a lot of time spent on uh facebook and instagram <laughs> but again a huge huge deal um this one, Alyssa, I mean, probably not as big of a deal, but just in the context of it, we have one of the largest TV shows of the last five years, and uh, Game of Thrones is launching, uh, you guessed it, because we're talking about it, NFTs. Um, so Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns HBO, uh, they partnered with Nifty, and they are doing NFTs, and this will be called game of thrones build your realm where you will be able to buy sell and trade nfts there is no launch date um but they said it will happen later in 2022 i mean we're in november so that means in the next two months um and they've partnered with nifties before um so there is some familiarity there they did before um space gm nfts uh matrix nfts and then the design studio that worked is working on this previously did the uh, Batman mask, the bat cowl NFTs, um, which we talked about on the show months ago and what seems like forever. Um, and I mean, Alyssa, how long ago was it that we were just talking about uh, the Lord of the Rings NFTs? That was pretty recent, right? And that was more like where it was going to be, you bought an NFT and you got that, you know, behind the scenes, <laughs> director's cut, 4K, like DVD style. Not worth it. <laughs> back, backstage access or whatever. This is more like you get something. And I mean, I hear build your realm. And to me, like, it sounds like metaverse style yeah. almost, right? Like, and then Alyssa, go back up. Cause you flagged this to me when we were talking about it earlier. Here I am saying NFTs. Mm -hmm. And then we look at this picture and it says a digital collectible experience. Um, Alyssa, what do you think? Game of Thrones, HBO, they could have called this NFTs. They could have called this Web3. They could have called this Metaverse. They went with digital collectible experience. Do you like that or no? Yeah, I'm behind it. 100%. Um, I just think the word NFT non-fungible uh i think it's got a bad rep yeah. right now and i think especially okay especially because like we had like stranger things and lord of the rings saying they have nfts um no i like digital collectibles especially when it's like with a well-known thing like this 
it just makes more sense to me. Yeah. Uh, there's so many directions we can go with this, Alyssa. I'll start with the, the Lord of the Rings that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was kind of a, a, a mess, right? Let's call it a mess. Um, yeah. Like, is this smart? of Game of Thrones to, to hop in after, you know, a, another huge brand just did this and, you know, maybe it didn't turn out the way that they wanted. Is yes. it, is it poor timing? No, I think it's fine. I like, I think I'm thinking of it as like, Oh, see those guys. Like they sucked at that. Look at ours and we're better. <laughs> By ours. Also speaking of timing, Alyssa, like here's again, where like, this is one of those things that sometimes like, I just don't understand, right? And I'm I'm not in charge of HBO. I'm not in charge of Warner Brothers. I don't want to throw shade too much. Uh, if someone out there from those companies is listening, hit us up. Come on the show and explain this. <laughs> but Alyssa, the new season of the prequel, The House of Dragon, Game of Thrones, just ended. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Why are we launching <laughs> NFTs after the show is over maybe it's like uh do you want more here's more that's, that's very very possible that's right? like great of. great point no great point i'm glad you thought of that and i'm glad yeah but to me it's like we don't know what the utility is like we don't mm-hmm. know but like this would have been an easy win to have done the nfts before the season started and if you had a game of thrones nft Maybe you got special collector stuff for the new show. You got maybe you got to watch the episode, you know, episode one like an hour early or something, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably wouldn't have done that, but imagine how big that would be, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We don't have any details of what this is gonna be. We just we just know it's this. Like, yeah, okay. And they said they said twenty twenty two. So again, like they've got two months. Yeah, they say uh, like the winter is coming. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, the winter December. is coming. Yeah, like that was that was immediately what uh-huh. I thought an, an oh. article could could be titled. But what did this is the Variety article? What did they title theirs? Um, Game of Thrones NFTs are coming. Okay, so they just went kind of kind of generic. But yeah. um, um, I you know I see your point. Doing it like maybe even mid season. I don't know when the hype is still really, or at least mm, after the first episode. Yeah. I feel like there could have been like FOMO behind that one and just they bought it. But we don't know any of the details behind these. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with what I said. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's, you know, maybe why the timing now, but I just wonder if maybe they had been planning to do this earlier and it just didn't, you know, work out the way they wanted um, want to get to that comment. Yeah, thanks for flagging that. That was going to be my, my next place. So <laughs> you, you read my mind, Alyssa. Zen Bullish, one of our loyal viewers out, out here. Shout out to Zen Bullish. Non-fungible just sounds so negative to begin with, in my opinion. You're absolutely correct. The the It literally starts with non, which is <laughs> like a negative word. Um, so that is like, yeah. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people didn't know what NFT stood for. Yes. Like the acronym, a lot of people don't know how to explain fungible versus non-fungible. Yes. Um, I just think it makes sense. The question is, like, are we too deep in the weeds of calling it NFTs and going by NFTs? Like, how hard is that going to be to transition out? 
and what is the right term to use? I mean, I do, I do like digital collectible, but I feel like Reddit like kind of owned that. And I don't know if I want to latch onto that. I still really like the use of web three, but I feel like web three kind of includes like NFTs, metaverse, AI, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, kind of all of it. So I, I don't know, Alyssa, are you sticking with digital collectible or like, what would you call NFTs? I would call them digital collectibles. Um, it's just more user-friendly and people, we like things easy. <laughs> yeah. NFTs, who knows what, what's a non, what non-fungible. I don't know how to explain that to people right off the bat. Like yeah, Joe off the street, like what, what's an NFT? They can, they do, they would know like what a digital collectible is. Digital yeah. collectible. <laughs> um, yeah. And a couple more comments there. Uh, so <laughs> We've got sounds like non-tangible, useless. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it just <laughs> uh, sounds like a bad mushroom. Okay, I how about this next one, though? Uh, <laughs> web thrice. Um, <laughs> so along the line of uh, web three, um, triple web. See, we got some ideas rolling in. Uh, like, Alyssa, I go back to, like, where I first started, right? The sports NFT side of things. Uh, mm -hmm. Top Shot. Um, then you had like Tops, Panini, some of these card companies doing digital cards, digital trading cards, right? They didn't even use the word NFT at first, right? It was digital cards. Yeah. That was easy to explain to people, right? Anyone who's ever collected physical sports cards, if you told them, oh, now there's digital trading cards, it seems pretty self-explanatory. So I, I do like the use of digital I do like collectible. I feel like if it wasn't for Reddit, I'd be like all in on that. But I feel like now they've like ruined part of it for me. I don't know why, but I it don't bother me at all. Like I I still think we're we're still early enough in this space to really shift. We could shift. Like a lot of these bigger like Game of Thrones and Reddit and the bigger ones that normal a lot of just normal people who don't even probably know what an nft is or they heard it and they just didn't care because it's like a new word or a new acronym that they've never heard of before but they see digital collectible and now it's like i like collecting things and i have a phone <laughs> i spend yeah. like half my day on my phone and i like collecting things let me give me give me some of that i like game of thrones give me yeah. something i can collect and I then agree. they learn yeah and then they learn they get a benefit from it too and they're like oh my i can make money off of this well, yeah. I, I kind of like that, Alyssa. You just said benefit. Do we need to change the word utility as well, like to be like benefit or reward? Because maybe people don't understand what utility means and they think like, like utility yeah. that you pay your bill to a utility company. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I like to think, I like to pair it with like what the common, your common, your neighbor, like what, what do they think? Like, I know my yeah. neighbor probably does not know what an NFT is, <laughs> but they would know digital collectible. I, I like the end of this. Then Bullish said an asset. What about, yes. a what about a digital asset? I like that, too. It, I kind of gives... like that. Has anyone used that? Should I, should I copyright this right <laughs> now? Digital, like Google digital asset. I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah. There's digital asset. There's a company. There's a description online. Okay. But I do like that. Digital asset. Um. It's just more user friendly. It is. And I mean, so maybe we need to maybe we need to take a stand to listen. Stop saying NFT on the show as much as possible and start saying digital asset or digital collectible. 
you you try to say digital collectible i'll try to say digital asset we'll see if we can uh weed out from saying nfts um but there, there's a ton to go off of that and i we will of course let our viewers know when this game of thrones launch happens mm-hmm. how much they are because i know there's some big fans out there you guys probably remember Alyssa and i opening up stranger things uh i almost said nfts right there digital assets on the show um and they have a, a second uh, launch coming out hopefully soon as well so there could be some uh, utility there um but yeah so that's game of thrones uh Alyssa, before we get into uh i know we're going to be talking so rare later i want to hit on me bits here um i don't know if you saw this but so me bits i mean one of the older uh i'm gonna say nfts here because they they were an old one they've been around forever mm-hmm. but they were launched by larva labs right the company that uh uh, also created CryptoPunks and Yuga Labs acquired both those brands. And we knew that eventually there was going to be some future events, right? Because MeBits had kind of just been, you know, an afterthought, kind of like CryptoPunks. Well, today we get this launch, uh, turnon.mebits.app. There is this sweet video um, and it tells you exactly, you know, some shows some pictures and different things. And then if you read through the the threaded tweet here it says welcome to mb1 the first chapter of the mebit story the new site will be the central hub for upcoming mebit experiences activations and opportunities play with one of yuga's mebits or connect your wallet to play with your own get those mebits moving and you also get a one of one physical print of your mebit uh, you have two weeks from today to order that free print you will have to pay the cost of shipping you can download a digital image of the print and post on socials. And they said, this is just the beginning. The Mebits are just waking up. And there is also a blog post from uh, Danny Green, who was put in the position to lead Mebits. I have not looked at OpenSea to see um, what the activity was like on Mebits. But my guess is maybe we saw a little bit of a spike today. Let me pull it up. Um, looks like... Yeah, there was definitely a bunch of sales within the last four hours. Um, yeah. Oh, where am I going? Activity, that's it. Activity. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a decent amount of... What, where is my... Where's the chart? Where is the chart? What is going on? Give me my chart. Is this in that analytics now? Yeah. Do you have to click analytics? Oh, it's okay. They moved it. Analytics. Why is it loading so slow? Man. Yep. Volume and floor price definitely up today. Um, not a huge surprise there. Um, yes, you're right. Alyssa is going to be an NBA champion. Mitch and I are going to teach her all about uh, fantasy sports and so rare NBA. Stay tuned, Shelly. We got, we got more coming up on that. Um, yeah, digital collectibles, guys. Let's let's keep it going in digital assets. Um Alyssa, Mebits, though. Um, you know, I, I've always kind of liked them and I've always said that they made sense as like a metaverse uh avatar, right? Yeah. They kind of embrace that today, right? Where you get, you know, you get to move it around, you get to, you know, show it off. And I, I like this, right? You don't have to own one to go play around with this. You can use one that Yuga owns, right? Yeah. I like that because that's how you onboard new people, 
right? They don't have yeah. to spend the money to just buy it. They can actually test it, right? Like it's kind of like window shopping or, you know, a trial run, right? Like that's that's how we onboard people um, in Web3. What do you think of this this MeBits news, Alyssa? It's neat. And I mean, I would love if I can get on the website right now. Yeah. It's, it's taking forever. <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's a bunch of people on that. I maybe mean, so. See, I'm... Yeah, no, I... I've never actually paid too much attention to MeBits, but it is like one of the OGs. Doesn't Logan own one? He does. He I, does. I think he still has it. I guess I haven't heard him talk about it for a while. Uh, but uh, I've always liked how you can like find a MeBit that looks a lot like yeah. you. Pull up, pull up this uh, this video I just sent you. This is uh, a friend of the show, Josh Ong. Um, oh, I saw his tweet. Who tweeted this out? Like it's only like five seconds, but just just look at this. Like Ooh. yeah. Like he is, he is at the club, just just going, right? Like, like See, my this... my thing about this still is what I said about Decentraland. This is so laggy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is uh, you just make it to where people actually want to be there, to to just you know spend their time there, make yeah. it make it fun, please. I think like. We've said once Yuga acquired MeBits and CryptoPunks, like they weren't just going to acquire it and sit on it, right? Like they, so now this is, this is MeBits one. Like I feel like we're going to get a bunch of announcements now coming. Like, yeah. And no, I feel it's like, nice. It's nice to see them actually doing stuff. Yeah. Do you think, so we have ApeFest every year right now, right? And mm -hmm. it's kind of their event, right? If you own a board Ape or a Mutant Ape. Do you think someday down the road we see like Punk Fest and Mebit Fest too done by Yuga? I mean, I know there's like some offshoots um, and like non-official events at NFT NYC and other places, but do you think Yuga like starts to do more events for some of the other brands that they own? Are the projects even as hyped up as Board Ape though? No. To to be like that? I don't think Mebits at all. Um, I think Punks is more of like a. Punks is more of like a status thing almost, right? Yeah. Like if you own a punk or like it's your PFP, like I feel like people immediately know like, hey, that that was that's yeah, punks a remind me amount. like Yeah, punks remind me of like the mega celebrities or influencers yeah. who have like their freaking Logan Paul with his <laughs> his Charizard. <laughs> yeah. That's what punks remind me of. Yeah. I just can't stop watching this video. Like this guy is just He's, he's going, like, he's jamming. Yeah, this, this is going to be us at, a, at Future Crypto. This is going to be Josh Ong tearing it up. Uh, and shout out, I don't think I did uh, a plug for the event yet, Alyssa. Uh, no. Future of Crypto, December 7th, New York City. Um, and speaking of Josh Ong, he will be there as a speaker on a panel talking about Bored Apes. Um, and how he is full-time in Web3. Um, get your tickets today. They will be going up in price. I can't even find my link right now to uh, the event. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Um, but yeah, uh, super fun time. And speaking of Yuga Labs and maybe some questions for them, we will also have Garga, the co-founder of Yuga Labs and Bored Apes, in attendance speaking a fireside chat with me as the last event 
of the day. I did find that link now. So guys, click on this link. 20% off using my code, which is Chris20. Very creative code there. I know. Um, I thought of it myself. Uh, but get your tickets and come here more. Um, yeah, there's there's me right there uh, <laughs> with, with Garga. Um, picture that's pre, pre-beard picture. It's from a couple of years ago, guys. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Alyssa, we, we got a couple minutes before we bring Mitch on. Um, do you want to, what do you want to go to? You want to go to the one you wanted to talk about or you want to take a look at uh, OpenSea and some of the trending and new drops? We can talk about the trending new drops. I can talk about what did. What I wanted to talk about, guys, is the Digi, 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 yeah, it's fun to say, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I want to talk about that, but like, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into it. So, unless it's like top of the charts, then we can talk about it. <laughs> All right, well, let's take, let's take a look quick at uh, OpenSea, Alyssa. If you pull it up right on, I think it's right on the front page. Uh, the one that caught my eye earlier when I was just kind of scrolling along was Rooney, mm. which is by Splinterlands, which is a, a major gaming. Um, company and this is a new drop and it is a drop done with OpenSea. Um, sixty five hundred items, minting now public. 0.38 is the cost. Thirty nine percent have been minted in the last forty minutes. Take a look at those pictures, Alyssa. I mean, this is in the gaming space. Do do these jump out and say like gaming avatars, gaming assets to you? Yes, they do. Yeah, I kind of like them. Yeah. I am actually a little surprised that this, this did not sell out right away. But as I said, Alyssa, uh, 0.38 cost. Um, I don't want to, like, again, shame them. Oh, if you scroll down, there's a bunch more images. Um, go there. Yeah, look at that. I don't want to shame them, but 0.38, I think, is a little higher. Um, and again, for some of these gaming, like, nft web3 launches like i just think we've got to have a, a cheaper price to onboard people that's what i would say yeah. I, yeah do it do oh so this is like card base like card this looks base. yeah this looks like uh, some games i've played before so here we go guys i've said it for for months i play mobile games i they they are a time thing right sometimes they're a time waste sometimes they're entertaining but I also hop around from one game to the next because sometimes I get bored or I'm like, why did I put in all these hours and got nothing in return? This is what I mean, guys. Make games like this where you can play to earn, collect and earn, um, and I, I am on board. So I might be checking this out later. Yeah. This is I, yeah. Do you yeah. like the, the card style, the turn-based? I do. I, yeah. I played a lot of Hearthstone at first yeah. came out. Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> You're like, yeah, too much now thinking about it. But. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't touched a card game since. <laughs> yeah, that's. That probably but yeah, if you can, um, if you can make money though, it's worth. It's worth. Yeah, it. see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think it's that time. Um, we got Money Match in the background. I think he's ready to go. Um. I think it's time to to bring him on um, and talk about so rare, uh, and again sponsor of today's episode so rare, and they've got these huge partnerships. Major League Baseball, 
National Basketball Association, and also a ton of soccer teams around the world. And we actually shared on Tuesday's episode that there was a rumor that they were partnering with the English Premier League, right? One of the biggest soccer leagues. Um, Alyssa, we've talked about sports NFTs for, for months. A ton of people onboarded to the NFT space via uh, NBA Top Shot, right? Dapper Labs. Those were moments, their video highlights, but the platform kind of started to dry up because they had this huge issue with supply and also what was keeping people there. And again, I, I used NBA Top Shot. I liked NBA Top Shot, but I am now, I am on so rare all the time now because they have this gamification platform and system that has me more excited for basketball than I can't remember when. Um, but let's let's bring on Mitch and hear uh, his thoughts here too. So welcome to the roadmap, everyone. The one and only. Let's Money go. Man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Sound that alarm. There we go. <laughs> Mitch, let, let's start with that, right? So I just said a ton of people onboarded to NFTs with NBA Top Shot. And I don't want to shame or, you know, hate on NBA Top Shot for, for too much here, right? They, they brought a ton of people in. But the platform kind of dried up because they had so much supply. You had all these video moments, but it was kind of like, what could you do with them? And then they did a better job with NFL All Day, right? Which we talked about uh, months ago when that launched. But now we have So Rare that is like absolutely killing the game, right? You go look at Crypto Slam, they're number one or number two in sales volume over the last week. They're up a ton. They just got done with baseball. And now they've got basketball. Like Mitch, I love college basketball. I've always been a college basketball guy first, NBA like has never been my favorite sport, right? I love hockey, but I have been watching NBA games and following along because I am so impressed with this fantasy sports element that so rare has been doing. And I know you're a big basketball fan. Like, are you watching and paying even more attention now with playing the so rare game? Yeah. And it started to bring me attention to even some of the, let's say not even the top players, right? Yeah. Like I have uh Deadman and I'm going to talk to you guys about what I did in my recent common competition. I'm going to share with you guys some uh, special news. I haven't even told Chris there. So stay tuned for that. That's coming right next, but definitely this is what you're looking for. You're looking for the gamification aspect. A lot of people say, where's the utility? Well, it seems like this utility is every single week. Yeah. That right there creates a whole nother aspect that a lot of NFTs just don't even have. Yeah. And, and Mitch, you just heard me say from the background, right? We were just talking about Splinterlands, a Web3 gaming company. 0.38 is the cost to get those NFTs today. A lot of these games, you have to spend a ton of money up front. Yeah. Look at so rare. Like, guys, you get 20 free common moments just for signing up and you know you're not going to be able to enter the biggest contest right with your comments but you can actually earn limited moments and earn better players as you go that's what mitch and i were doing at first but now we also went and bought some limited moments because you can go play now in the limited competitions and I mean, if you buy five limited moments to make your starting five, you actually get one for free if you use Benzinga's code, um, which is in the description below and also in the chat. Uh, 
I mean, Mitch, I, I like free to play. I like free, uh, free contest. I also want to spend a little bit, right. To get more yeah. in tune to the, to the game, right. And all the different things. So, uh, where do, where do you want to start, Mitch? You, you're the guest today. You want to talk about the the common lineups that we set last week or earlier this week. You want to get into what we were buying for limited. Uh, where do you want to kick things off? As you can see, I'm itching back here. I'm ready <laughs> to go. I'm so reared up. You get that one? So oh, wow. Let, let's like that. plug that. I let's like get that. it rolling here. Now let's take a look at what I did. First thing we wanted to do, Chris and I said, let's truly compete at the common level. And then let's work our way up to the limited. So stay tuned for what we did with our limited. But look what I was able to do with the common competition. Boom, baby. 13th out of 60,000 wow. entries. Let's go. Flex wow. on them. Flex on it. Because soon, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to be itching for that first place finish. And as we go into the limited competition... Of course, it's not out at 60,000 anymore. And the reason why it's 60,000 just shows you also that free to play and free to start to play, right? That's what I'm going to call it. Free to start to play is so important because it's getting, you know, 60,000 people to join in here. And as you can see, I didn't do too bad on my MVP side too. figuring out strategy. And that's yep. really the fun part of, I think, so rare and this fantasy style gamification is that there's some strategy to play here. So not bad. Common tier one projected the top prize for the common side. Now we're going to start making our way to the limited side. But I wanted to show you guys that we can compete with the best. And we're ready here at Benzinga. That's awesome, Mitch. Shout out to you. I think I finished uh, 1200th something uh, in one of the competitions was the best I did uh, today um, or for this uh, weekly matchup. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, you know, I, I loved playing the common challenges, but you know what that did? It just it just made me, like you said, right? I wanted to dive even deeper. And we were able to kind of do a little bit of a, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a competition, Mitch, but we went yeah. and we took two different approaches. And what we did was Mitch and I each took $250. And we said, hey, you can either spend this on you you can buy as many moments as you want right limited moments you can either enter one contest right with a, a killer starting five or you can enter the two contests for limited with 10 players and we took different approaches we didn't even really talk about that up front mitch right it's not like we said hey one of us do this one of us do that but natural instinct kicked in and mitch went the route of I'm going to make the best starting five that I can utilizing the salary cap, you know, the value players, but also some of the best players around. I took the other side. I own 11 moments now, but my goal was to get 10 good, solid players, right? There's some stars and there's some players who come off the bench that put up good stats, right? They're those multi-category guys because I wanted to enter both contests. It doubles your chances to get prizes and it kind of spreads the love around. It also means I can, you know, send players from one to the other different times of the week. But uh, that was kind of my strategy. But uh, Mitch, uh, you want to kick things off here and uh, show Hell everyone? Yeah. So ran up, man. Let's 
let's hey, go. Let's get. You are going. so excited. Show everyone what right. you spent your two hundred and fifty dollars on here. Perfect. And walk everyone through maybe why you bought certain players. Sounds good. I'm even gonna look. Do look. Watch this. A little bit of music. All right. Let's do daydreaming. I like daydreaming a little bit better. There we go. Let's go. Let's get it going, team. So I'm here to go ahead and announce my starting lineup. This is going to be for the limited champion competition. I'm going to be trying to do the biggest one, right? There's the limited contender, and then there's the limited champion. So I stepped up to the plate and tried to make the best team that I could do with the five with this 250. Like always, if you want to separate it into two teams, like Chris's approach, you can always do so. But I wanted to go with the big, the shebang. You guys see me in 13th place. Soon, going to try to be in first in the limited champion competition. But let's announce my starting lineup. So let's start it off first. I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my first player here. He's gonna be, of course, gonna be a forward here, 36 year old. And this is a little bit more of my lower pick here. Gotta save some of the cap, but I got you guys. I'm going to give a, a little bit of announcer style entry here. So starting here in the fifth spot at the forward position, we got none other than, and here you guys have him, Jeff Green. Uh, of course, I would miss his picture there. I got everybody else but him. Uh, but let me make sure that I get him up here. Oh, I got him right here for you guys. I'll just go ahead and bring him up here so you guys can see his picture here. Uh, cards. There you go. Boom. Jeff Green is going to be my first pick. The reason I picked him, he's a 15 entry on the cap. Very low cap here. But one of the things that I would say about Jeff Green is his scoring, right? His scoring a couple of times this week, he scored 25. And so with that being mentioned, looking for a value pick here to start it off. Next pick. I'm going to give you guys the good, the good ones now. Let's get towards the good. All right. Next up, we got, it's going to be at my guard position. We got a local player I won with for here. It's going to be Dennis Smith Jr., number eight guard for the Charlotte Hornets. And just to give you an insight on his last scoring games, he scored 29 in Chicago, 49 for Sacramento, and Golden State, he got 34, only a 27 cap. So check out Dennis Smith Jr. Next up in the fourth spot, we got, of course, Buachik! This is my center here. I'm excited to have him. And the big reason I want him on my team is the rebounds. This guy gets at least about 15 to 20 rebounds a game. So easy, easy double-double here. That's why I'm going with Nikola Buachik. Let's go to the next one here. And this is when it really starts getting important when you're looking at your top players, right? When you're looking at the MVP, Who's going to be your top player? How much money are you willing to spend is so important. So let's talk about what I spent on these. And I'll also give you guys exactly who I got. So in my top position here, and not going to be the MVP, the MVP coming up next is, of course, going to be a big man. I'm looking for easy consistency, and that's going to be 
Aunt Carl Anthony Towns. Of course, Cat here is so important. He gets the rebounds that are needed. Big court right now. He has a big teammate, right? He has probably one of the best teams, I think, in the NBA right now and definitely underrated here. And the key, of course, is going to be the cost, right? What did we pay for it here is going to be so important. So if you take a look here, Anthony Towns is going for around $80. I was able to get him for $67.56. So the big thing here is trying to get some of these big boys for a little bit of a cheaper value. Next up, last up, my MVP, DeJounte Murray. Don't miss it, team. He's a monster. Just to give you an insight, I got this for $73.37. A little bit more expensive, but definitely for your MVPs, you're going to have to be paying up somewhere between $60 to $80 here. Last game against the Knicks, he put up $71. Not bad. Against the Raptors, $32. Milwaukee Bucks, $43. And before that, Detroit Pistons 40 so common to score above 40 and sometimes putting up as many as 71 so not a bad little squad there for me and of course I will be setting up that lineup to play this weekend and you guys can do the same check out so rare let's go ahead and back to my man Chris awesome Mitch uh I don't know how I'm gonna follow that up uh I'm gonna walk through a little bit different here because uh, I have, again, I got 11 guys. Um, so let me kick Mitch for a sec. I'll walk through my 11 players and then maybe Mitch can tell me who his favorites are. And maybe we can make two starting five lineups here if we do have time. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, got to share my screen here. Um, pull up my guys that I got here. And again, I mean, we're talking 11 different players. Um, but let's walk through, set my screen here. I don't love that. There we go. All right. So up first we have, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, who was $37 and 92 cents. He is a 37 cap. Um, but his stats very consistent over the last five games, 46, 53, 23, 40, and 27. He averages a double-double, 14.9 points, 12.7 rebounds per game. Also, we have Drew Holiday. He was my most expensive of the 11 at $53.74. His points over the last five on so rare, 39, 49, 67, 40, and 29. Another great uh, MVP potential there. Then we have Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, who is a cap of 27, $31.46 over the last five contests, 46, 27, 38, 18, and 29 points. Next up, a bit more of a value play, uh, Landry Shamet. He is a cap of 12, $4.64 last five contests, 8, 19, 13, 5, and 16. And as we scroll down here to the next uh, four, we have Draymond Green coming in with a cost of 27 on the cap, $21. Last five contests, 25, 22, 37, 14, and 30. Uh, multi 
category guy, 9.6 rebounds, 5.4 assist average on the season. Then we have Rui Hachimura, a uh, cap of 22, cost of 1864. Last five, 30, 22, 30, 17, and 14. Then we have Cody Martin. This one is an interesting one because he has a cap of 16. He only cost me $4.78. He was injured. He played only one minute so far this season. He is day-to-day and ready to come back. His stats from the last four games of last year, 23, 23, 14, and 23. Um, I think this is one that could go up as he comes back. So uh, definitely excited to get him where I did. Then we have Duncan Robinson, cap of 12, one of my lowest, $7.71. Last five contests, 14, 25, 4, 7, and 12. Then we scroll down here to the next. We have Mike Conley. Cost me $17. He's a cap of 27. 22, 33, 28, 24, and 31. So rare points over the last five. Very consistent. He averages 7.5 assists, which is 15th place in the league right now. Another multi-category killer there. Then we have from the Detroit Pistons, uh, Bagdanovich, cap of 27, cost of 25.92. His last five contests, 10, 38, 30, 31, and 42. Why did he only get 10 points last contest? His 14 points was the lowest of the season. He also had seven turnovers, which are negative two points each. So that wiped away a little bit of his production. I think he could rebound in the coming weeks. And then lastly, we have Isaiah Hartenstein of the Knicks, cap of 26, $14 was the first guy I bought because he is climbing up last five contests, 26, 28, 26, 18, and 19. Those are the 11 players that I got. Uh, Let's bring Mitch back on. Mitch, uh, those are my guys. I got 11 of them. Not bad, not bad. I'll tell you one thing, you were spending that money wisely, at least I can see there. Um, It's definitely going to be fun to see, you know, one of the things in being in both competitions is we saw it in the common, we were getting those rewards consistently. And so that's one of the things that I know Chris will be able to build up a lot more cards than I will in the limited. And I think the important part is trying to get one of these like good cards as a reward, right? Cause that can give you so much money here. You can make back probably about half of this 250 for just getting good card. In, in one of those kind of gifted rewards. I know in the comments, you guys saw right there, I won this week, well, got close, 13th place. And a lot of that was getting a reward. And I who did I get? My man, Hero. Tell me how the, my favorite player in the NBA, they gave it to me as a reward. I wasn't complaining so rare. Looks like you might've been reading my cookies there or something because I wasn't mad to see it, but... One thing that I would say from your roster, names that I like, definitely going to be watching how uh, Drew Holiday kind of performs. I think that he's definitely one of your best cards there. I don't know if you have him in your MVP roster spot, but he's a monster, consistently scoring in the 40s. And one of the things that I like is he doesn't need the points to score in the 40s. He can do it with assists. He can do it with rebounds. And that's what you want to be looking for, right? Somebody can also get some steals. Those steals will add up really quickly. If you can get three or four in a game, 
it's, it's a big move here. Now, one thing that I wanted to bring in here, a little added bonus, right? Uh, you guys see us. These are going to be kind of our roster set here. I'll let Chris make his lineup right at the end here. I just wanted to bring one more extra aspect for the show today, which was is going to be my, and I'm going to try to do this every week, is here is going to be my so rare NBA top three undervalued picks of the week. So definitely keep your eyes on these. We'll see how they perform, but I got a couple of them to keep my eyes out for. And of course, these are gonna be undervalued. What do I mean by undervalued is that they're scoring above their cap, their 10 cap game, right? Let's look at this. First up in third place is gonna be Scotty Barnes, the rookie from the Raptors. Monster, monster. He's been able to score in the 40s multiple times. He's only at 29 cap right now. So keep in mind, the, he is going a little bit more in price right now. But I'll tell you, there's a reason why. It's that undervalued style pick. My next one in second place is going to be a very known player. A veteran player has been around for a long time, put out some monster numbers last night. Do you want to know? Take a guess, Chris. Oh, I don't know if I could guess. Last night, who put up? Let's see it. All right. None other than the veteran Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Not a bad little number there. He is at 29 cap and had a monster, monster game last night. And this is what you're looking for is rewards and value, right? He's getting in the 40s and the 50s for being at 29 cap. He's That's a guy with a ton for. of assists and steals, I feel like. Yeah. So again, he doesn't, need assist. A, he doesn't need the points. Like, he, like you said, he can do it everywhere else. So I, I like that. Definitely. And my last one. This guy is my number one undervalued player and a little bit is kicking myself because I don't even have him on my team. Well, I have another guy that I thought was very similar, which is Dennis Smith Jr. But if I had to compare to someone else that I think could get the points and maybe even more right now because of injuries, and that's what you also want to be looking for. Is there a major injury on their team that could even give them a little bit more lift is going to be Kevin Herter. From the Kings, of course, Fox was scoring in the 40s. Now out for a couple of games. It has a, a bone bruised knee. Now you're going to be watching Kevin. What kind of numbers can he put up now? I'll tell you one thing. He put up 40s for me this week. And I have him in the commons, but I don't have him in limited. And he's at 25 cap. That's it. That's all you're paying for him. So not bad there, Kevin Herter. I will definitely keep this one on watch for my so rare top three undervalued picks of the week. Love it, Mitch. I have Scotty Barnes as a common. Definitely uh, been helping me out a ton. Uh, and excellent point on the injuries there, right? We pay attention in fantasy sports all the time to injuries. You guys, if you're playing, you got to be watching that injury report um, to see. Mitch, I know we're over on time. You think uh, we got time here to uh, yeah, set, let's do set your lineup. lineups here. So yeah. Uh, Let's see what Let's you got. Let's go here. ahead. Let's at least do my uh, limited, the the champion one, right? Okay. Um, so I'm going to, of course, make Holiday my MVP because he has the highest cost, right? Your MVP doesn't count against the cap. So guys, if you're playing, you want that to be your most expensive cap player because it essentially goes away. Now, here's where things get interesting again. I want to have two balanced teams, but you get better rewards from this so i actually want to go ahead i think and uh put nurkic in 
Um, but also here it shows you players how many games they have. So this is for Friday to Sunday. So two of my top guys, Bogdanovich and Green, only play one game. Mitch, what do you think of that strategy? Do you want to play players that only play one game versus if you have comparable ones that play two? I think what matters there is what you want to be thinking is their consistency in their point scoring. Yeah. If their consistency is like, that doesn't fall off, that it's not like a, a volatile player. What I mean by a volatile player is, let's say if that was 27 there, if you see him score 10 one game and then 40 the other, those are the players that I'd try to avoid when they're one games. But if they're consistently scoring really near their cap, well, then you're not going to have to worry too much because of the consistency. Yeah, and you can see above my average per open position is 27. So I can actually put in all 27 cap players. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, the question here, I think I'm going to put in Conley. He's a lot more consistent and he plays two games, as Mitch said, very important. Um, I'm going to put in Bogdanovich. Like I said, his last game, he only had 10 points, but that was because he had seven turnovers. I think he's due for a rebound here and he only plays one comp competition on the week now Mitch here's where it gets interesting Draymond Green Kelly Oubre Hartenstein or one of the lower cap guys here what would you say what's your gut say for the play here for spot number five I think um as much uh, as I think Draymond Green can maybe do better for you in one game I'd have to go with the pearls my man Kelly Oubre Jr rocking the white pearls in the in the picture love it do you see anybody else wearing jewelry? i have not seen i have not seen that in any other ah, pictures. you see I, I catch i catch the small details yeah all right well <laughs> i like the fact that he plays two games like you said um we're gonna go with him so i am gonna go ahead and submit Boom. that lock it in lock and it and then for my limited contender we are just gonna go ahead and lock in um the rest here cody martin though is still hurt he's day-to-day -day. i don't know if he's gonna be back um so i think we're gonna skip over him and we are gonna go with uh landry shamet here and i actually have a little bit of money left so i don't think i'm gonna lock this in because uh i might be able to scoop up uh, another player here mitch did you end with money left yeah, yeah, I still have money left. I have about $23 left still to get another player. And I do have one player that I'm not in use right now. It's a really a small player, like a six cap. And so what I'm thinking of doing now is trying to get maybe two more players with that and start working from the rewards to getting that oh, next yeah. team, right? And so that's going to be my goal here. Uh, but just a tip also, you can hit submit on this and adjust it and as long it. as the comp hasn't started. And so that's another important thing is that you'll get locked in once the comp starts, but you can still adjust it if you need to. So just to give you guys that background and another tip that I got this week really was put your players that you're not using in the, the training, in yeah. the training practice. Why? Because you want to also get the X, XP. You also want to be getting that these players are playing and they're actually going to increase. That's why you see that 5%, right? Some players will start moving to 5.5% in the commons, uh, in the limited also. And so you want to be working this up. The more you play these players, the more you're going to get the bonus that comes additional with playing the players for a long time. And that's another aspect that they added to the game. And that's to reward what? Well, the people that continuously play, 
And that's what it's all about here for So Rare. Definitely. Uh, well, big shout out to Mitch for joining us on the stream today. Again, So Rare, sponsor of today's episode. Uh, sign up, get your 20 free common moments, and then it's up to you guys. Either play with your 20 comments, try to earn additional rewards, or maybe deposit a little bit of money there. If you do buy five of the limiteds, you're going to get one for free by using that link on the screen and in the description. Uh, and, and like Mitch said, right, you earn those rewards, you can hang on to them, set better lineups, or you can sell those rewards on the marketplace and you can actually make some of your money back. So uh, I'll tell you what, different ways to play. I'll tell you what, of course, we're keeping a little bit of a tracking on this link here. So if we get to where 40 players have signed up off of our link, I'm going to go ahead and give away one of my good limited cards. What? I'm calling it now because I think I'll, I'll be able to make some more. So I have no worry in that. So if you guys go ahead, sign up. It doesn't take anything at all. It's absolutely free. So of course, we have to go and do this call to action. Get you guys onto the platform, and then I will go ahead and put some of the money on the line for you guys in a competition. Of course, be a nice giveaway. So stick around, team, right here on the roadmap. And speaking of signing up, you know who's going to sign up next week, Mitch? Ha ha ha! Alyssa, winner, winner, winner. We're gonna get Alyssa to sign up, and again, we're we're gonna show you guys exactly how easy it is, right? Someone who doesn't watch NBA can still play along, have some fun. Um, so I know Alyssa is super excited to uh, sign up and uh, get going. So you bet. uh, but right. yeah, anyone have to in the send chat, us some of my jerseys, the Rocky. You know? Anyone <laughs> in the chat, if you're playing along, uh, hit Mitch or I up on Twitter. Let us know who you're submitting in your lineup. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, but we are out of time. We went way over. But again, <laughs> shout out to So Rare and stay tuned next week. We got more great So Rare content coming up. And stay tuned to Benzinga's YouTube. More great shows coming up next. Bye. See ya.